This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, welcome to another Kerry Dixon show with the great man himself and me, Stamford Chidge. And uh, just a short reminder, of course, that this is done in association with the lovely people at ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. And uh, if you go to their website, you'll find lots of fantastic memorabilia, some stuff signed by Kerry, for example, and uh, many of the current players as well. Lots of news and lots of videos as well, including, of course, uh, every time we play at home, uh, Chopper Harris and Gary Chivers do a, a short video piece about the game after every home game, as I said, in the Butcher's Hook pub. So follow them on Chelsea Fan, well, Chelsea Fan 12. They're at Twitter at Fan12Chelsea. As always, Kerry, great to speak to you again. Yes, it's nice to be back, Dave. Uh, had, a, had a week off at... Uh... Uh, for unforeseen circumstances, but um, nevertheless, it's always good to be back and looking forward to the chat. Yeah, of course, uh, you managed to swerve, uh, you know, having to talk about the Man United game, which I think everybody's quite grateful (laughs) about. (laughs) But sadly, we have to kick off today talking about the City match, which, you know, left a lot of people feeling pretty miserable, I have to say. And I think, you know, most of it was was surrounding what, what was perceived as rather negative tactics, little ambition or fight about the side at all. Uh, of course, Jamie Redknapp, never shy of trying to find a soundbite that people will listen to, called it a crime against football. Uh, it wasn't that bad, surely. Well, look, um, I always say this, and it's, it runs the risk of uh, repeating yourself. Um, if we win, it's a masterclass in, in tactical outmanoeuvring yeah. the manager on their own patch and all the rest of it, you know? Because um, we lost... Um, and, you know, it was the tactic that they tried to stifle the opposition and so on. Um, most people who watch Chelsea probably would have thought that's what they would have done anyway. Um, you know, I, I would have hazarded a guess at, at, at that sort of tactic. It's, it, it's what it's what Conte believes in and how he believes his football is and, and, and what he thinks with the players that he's got at his disposal. I'm not saying it's right. Um, you know, people are being paid or going to watch the games and they want to be entertained and like, 
Some people say I want to win first, then be entertained. I want to, and some people say I want to be entertained and I'd rather go down fighting, giving it our best shot. Um, it all depends how you view the game and what you want. But basically, it's the results business. Um, it, for me, it was a poor performance um, against a team that was expected to win. Some people might say, well, we held them or so on. But if that is what it's all about, um, holding teams, uh, Chelsea, then we haven't got something right somewhere. Um, we, we are a top side. We should be able to go and play on, on our merits uh, against anyone, um, which we've got some games coming up, which we'll have to prove we can do. Um, one of them should be our own banker, and the other one, a very difficult away trip. But never mind. Um, it's a result of business. We lost poor performance. We should take the hammering that uh, certain people choose to give out on the chin and uh, move on to the next games as much as we can do. I think, uh, as always, Kerry, that's that's quite a measured response, and I think you're right. I think a lot of it is is kind of down to you know what people want from their football. Um, you know, having watched us not be successful for a long time, I, I don't mind you know a perceived negative approach if it means we get a result. And uh, I, I think, in re- many respects, he was right to be cautious and see if you know a bit like a trial run for Barcelona in a way, similar kind of team they're playing against. Yeah. I think what what grated with me, if anything, was the fact that. You know, the minute you go one nil down, then surely that game plan changes, and then you have to go after it. So I couldn't understand why he didn't change anything. I mean, he didn't bring Giroud on until the seventy-seventh minute, and, and we just didn't seem to change the way we played at all. And, I, and that's what frustrated me, I think, more than anything else. Yeah, I hear you, but um, the idea is he probably thought we were doing okay, um, yeah. and with a view to possibly getting it back, all right. You know, limited chances, limited shots on goal, limited attacks, but there was a threat, um, you know, on the breakaway and so on, but um, albeit not a, a great threat. City were a dominant team, for sure, because we allowed them to be. Um, but I do agree with you. You know, it depends what you want out of it. Um, was it damage limitation, some people were saying. Um, and some people were saying, never try to leg it. And, and, you know, everyone, everyone's got their own idea on it. Uh, the only idea that really matters is Conte's um, and then the supporters who support the football club and the people within the football club and run it, etc. They're allowed to criticise or agree or whatever they want to do. Um, does he chase straight away and open the thing up and we could have gone three or four down? Then he'd have been hammered for that as well. I think he was on a loser come what May. We're away to City, by far and away the best team playing the best football and the best team in this uh, country this season. Um, and arguably they could be the best team in Europe this season well we'll soon find out but nevertheless um, it's how how he's viewed uh, I, I, you know I won't jump on the uh, manager's back because of that you know so we lost the way at sea we lost the way at United not acceptable but it's a, it's a, a game that before and you would expect to lose hope for a point and love to get something out of it well by that masterclass which never happened um, we don't expect to get anything in the new camp, um, but we hope. But we do expect to beat Palace at home on Saturday. Um, mm, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we've already said on this show many a time the league was lost not because of uh, away at Manchester City or away at Manchester United. The league was lost because of Watford, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, West Ham, etc. You know, that's where we're not in contention. Even though City are the best side, um, that's where the league was effectively lost. Mate, I, I think that's absolutely spot on. And we, we have said that on the show, uh, to our credit. And, uh, you know, losing to City and United away, 
was never going to decide the title or or even you know whether we finished in the top four or not and I, and I think you know you know I can understand people's disappointments but there is there is some perspective here and you know other than other than that salient point uh you know we can still make the top four we're still in the FA Cup and we're still in the Champions League at the moment and I remember you asking me um a while back now just I think just after Christmas you know well you know do you think it's a bad season or not and and you know I said well it's too early to judge and at the end of the day you know we can judge that if and when we you know go out of these competitions and then we can reassess but right now I think you're right I think some perspective is is definitely needed. Um, you know, just just to pick up one other thing from the game. I mean, there was a lot of talk afterwards about how you know frustrated uh, Hazard looked. I mean, he wasn't playing a false number nine; he was playing as a lone striker, which you know on the surface seems to be something of a waste of his talents. The thing that occurred to me, you know, over, uh, uh, you know, not just what what effect that might have on whether he might stay or not, but actually how that would make Giroud or Morata feel. You know, if you're playing somebody like Hazard in in, in the main striker's role something which I think he's ill-equipped to do. How would you feel as Giroud or, or Morata? I mean, how would you feel in their shoes? It depends, once again, how they're viewing uh, football in, in general in, in the modern era. Um, as a player myself, I always wanted to win and I always wanted to play. Um, and I'd be very disappointed if I was sat on the bench. Um, especially in this situation, if he was a number nine or a mainline striker. And he's changed and reversed it and put three... Uh, a wide player or an inside forward, if you like, uh, as as a main striker in, in what is perceived as your position. I think that um, I'd be very disappointed if I was either of them two strikers. Um, I don't want to be appear to be picking on Morata. Um, but listen, if you ask me to judge the season so far, it's not going to be good enough when you look at our, our leading goal scorers. Um, effectively, Chelsea don't score enough goals. Hmm. We're a team that... Um, our leading goal score, I think, is 15, 13 and 11. I think something along them lines um, with, with Hazard, Pedro, Morata as, uh, as a three. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And you look at the teams at the top of the league, you've got Aguero, 30 goals, Harry Kane, 30 goals nearly. Um, Romelu Lukaku, who apparently hasn't had a great season, but he's over 20, 25 goals. Mm. Um, we don't get enough goals. And, I've, and this was my big fear um, very early on in the season. You know, with Morata not coming with a goal-scoring pedigree. He comes as a striker who sat mainly on the bench, been injured, or for whatever reason, doesn't seem to get his quota. And that seems to be it again. So with, with the likes of Frank gone and with, with the likes of goals gone out the side, Diego Costa is starting to look a massive miss. And, um, you know, the goals that he brought to the table uh, is not there. Um, we hope for more, and I hope for more, but it's not there. And I'm not counting finishing the season with a flourish, although I'd love to. Um, but the manager must have some doubts. You know, he's got his number nine and the, and the substitute number nine, if you want to call Giroud that, sitting on the bench in a big game. Um, so he must have doubts. You know, is he saying to them, I don't believe that you can do it? Or what's he saying? Well, I think that's that's fascinating, mate, because I think, you know, you're absolutely spot on. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't win stuff if you don't have a striker who can bang 20-plus goals away a season, and we clearly don't. Uh, and on the other hand, he he did actually pick our leading goals goal scorer in that position, which of course was Hazard, who's as you said, he's got 15. So, yeah. in a sense, I think that is definitely the message he might well be sending out. Um, let's hope it doesn't cost us at the end of the day. I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe we we have got a better chance in the cup competitions because you know 
the nature of them means that you just have to to win on the day and a prolonged campaign uh, you know throughout the season if you don't have a striker who's going to bang the goals in it is going to hurt you and I think that's in many respects what's happened um obviously uh we've got Palace coming up on Saturday tomorrow um I mean given our position given that we didn't manage to get anything out of the City and the United games given that we're five points behind Spurs with games running out this surely is a must win isn't it yeah, it's imperative we win um, without shadow of a doubt. And it's a game that, no disrespect, most people who played at Palace earlier on in the season will be thinking it's a chance to exact some sort of revenge and, and you know, and put to the sword a team that shouldn't have took the points it took off of us. Um, you know, that is the, we really should be taking three and, and a comfortable three and we should be looking at a maximum performance and not even thinking about, uh, you know, all the excuses that some papers and people might come up with regarding one eye on Barcelona you think about Palace now and get that mm. game won, then you think about Barcelona after that. You know, he, picked, he should pick his best side, what he thinks it is, and uh, go out and uh, win. And forget about the masterclass in the new camp. He's got three days or four days to think about that afterwards. You know, get out and beat Palace first and go into the new camp on the back of a victory. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live, <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Quite right. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because Palace have been a bit of a bogey side for us recently. I'll go into that in a minute because actually just talking about our, our chances of... Uh, finishing in the top four and again you know after the City game there was a bit of a meltdown a lot of people oh well that's that we're not going to do that and and I, and I really don't agree I mean you know it's not just the matches that we've got and I've always said that we've got Spurs and Liverpool at home you know which are our main rivals for a top four spot so we can take points off them 
clearly we've got to win them. I get that, and they're decent teams. But you know, we've got a chance to put the destiny on our own hands. But the other thing is, who who are they all playing? And Spurs have got us on April the first. They've got Man City on April the fourteenth. United have got Liverpool this Saturday. City on the seventh of April, and Arsenal on the 29th of April. And Liverpool have got us as well as Everton on the eighth of April. So they all of our competitors have got have got tough matches coming ahead where they could quite happily drop points. You know, and there's no guarantee that you won't drop points against those that are fighting relegation. You know how this league works. So it's far from done and dusted in my book, Kerry. I don't believe for one moment it's done and dusted. I've never mm. seen a title, although Manchester City might be saying, well, we'll wait and see. But I've never seen a title given out at this stage of the year. And certainly in terms of a top four finish, I think it's intriguing. Um, there are these games to come and, uh, you know, there's various games you can think back uh, when we dented Tottenham's hope for the title a little while ago. And, you know, there's all all sorts of games that have become key games towards the end of the season. Um, we don't know which one it is, but you're quite right. We have to beat um, Spurs and Liverpool at home, that's for sure. Um, that's just to claw back the three points on both of them. But uh, we also have to continue to win our games against the likes of Palace uh, yeah. while these other teams play against each other. And uh, while we play Palace tomorrow, uh, Liverpool and Manchester United clash. So, you know, exactly. there's, there's points going to be dropped there by one of them. So there's plenty of points to play for and plenty of points to be dropped and gained. Um, we just really need to get our house in order. And we can't afford any more mishaps or whatever, for whatever reason, drop points against what are termed lesser clubs and certainly not at home. No, absolutely bang on. I mean, having said all that, of course, it, it won't be a pushover against Palace. As I said, they're a bit of a bogey team for us. We've actually lost uh, our last two matches against them, which was the 2-1 at Palace in October and we lost against them 2-1 at home in April although at that stage the league was pretty much done and dusted so perhaps they were already on the beach a bit there but I mean the reality is we've actually lost four of our last eight games against Palace who perennially are a team that are battling against relegation which I find quite surprising but there you go and the other thing of course is Palace themselves were actually unlucky not to get a result against United on Monday I mean if it hadn't have been for that Matic last minute worldy that have at least got a point so you know they, it won't be easy will it no I don't suppose it will be easy uh, uh, you know you don't compete in the Premier League and expect easy games uh, anywhere it's only easy once you've gone two or three four up and then you know and then you start you can do a little bit of showboating or whatever you need to do and knock the ball around and, and so be it but to get to that stage um, it, it's not going to be easy and you know um, we have to do it uh, we have to put the effort in, in the, right from the first minute, not start sloppy, not all sideways passing and keeping the ball and all this sort of stuff. We need to start and put pressure straight on the team, put them on the back foot straight away. I always believe that a start is so important in a game, rather to, than to try and contain teams and become sluggish and then try and turn it on. It just doesn't happen that way. If you start well, um, it, it invariably builds and all of a sudden, 20 minutes into the game, you're having a good game score a goal all of a sudden it gets better and better end of the game you might have a hat-trick and you've had a great game um, and that should apply in every area of the pitch I know I'm talking about a striker now but it should apply every area of the pitch dominate the centre forward beat your winger make sure you get tackles in all of these things we beat your immediate opponent and you do it right from the start and uh, if we do that uh, you know we've, we've got to be a far superior side than Crystal Palace Absolutely. Um, OK, so talking to the strikers, do you think it'll be Giroud or Morata? We ask this every week and it ends up being Morata invariably. Yeah. But, you know, what do you think? Well, yeah. Well, it, I mean, he obviously fancies Morata more than he does Giroud um, mm. because, you know, he's, 
you can see that by his team selection and his choice of mm. substitutes and the order they've been put on in, in recent yeah. games. So, you know, he obviously fancies Morata more. And I, I actually think with the younger man and so on, I don't know what's been said to Giroud about coming to Chelsea and uh, um, what is expected of him and so on. But certainly, um, Morata will be first choice and he'll be given the opportunity. But I have to say, I mean, even in his performances in the recent two games, still looking not... 100% for me. Uh, I don't know what other people think. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I'm not going to hammer him because I think a lot of it is expected because of his price tag and so on. But I had my doubts early on and I, and I can't help but say it. And it, he's not done an awful lot, in my opinion, to allay them fears. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, Kerry. You know, you have been saying this from the beginning of the season, to be absolutely fair to you. And, of course, why should we be surprised if, if anybody knows more about us than being a striker I would put it down as you so you know maybe maybe we should have listened to you all along look I I think he's a good player but I think he's struggling to come to terms with the Premier League and I think the thing that's frustrating a lot of supporters is the fact that he he, he hasn't got his head around the concept that you need to stay on your feet in the Premier League and you're not going to be given you know free kicks uh, for for a gentle nudge in the back it's just not going to happen and the sooner he gets his head right I think in that respect then we might see uh, a striker who undoubtedly has got a lot of talent um, listen mate another person that I think that, that it'll be important to see starting will be N'Golo Kante because of course we, we really did miss him against City I thought you know that ability to disrupt play and nick the ball and, and keep hold of it and his energy really that was something we really missed there and, and it, hopefully he'll be back on Saturday and I think that will that will make a big difference to us yeah, well, I know you're a, you're a huge fan. Um, yeah. You know, I remember earlier on in the season you were saying that you know um, he, he does make a difference. And yes, he's a, he's a class player in the position he's in. Um, and yes, any class player or world class or whatever you, terminology you care to use, coming back into the side will, will be good. That's not to say that the likes of uh, Drinkwater or any of them didn't do uh, okay. I thought, cause I thought they did. Uh, I thought yeah. they did okay, but um, you know. Uh, Kante coming back is a plus and you know we're going to want all our best players available and uh, we're going to need a good performance out of them and then they've got to dust themselves down after that and, and get themselves ready to go again and this is what's got to happen here on into the end of the season and you know we could still be talking about what do people think of the season what do you think so we could still be talking about well it wasn't a bad season in fact it was quite a good season and it might even turn out to be a very good season you know we're not out of anything yet and uh, although having said that, the next two weeks will decide a certain amount. <laughs> well, it will indeed. I mean, you know, we're, we're the, the next week, uh, obviously the league. We've got Barcelona away in the Champions League, and we've got we've got Leicester coming up in the cup. So it's a it's a pretty crucial week. But one thing I've found out, you know, over the last few years following Chelsea, every week's a crucial week at Chelsea. I think you know it always is the way. I mean, I think that you and I are both quite confident that we should win this on Saturday. But the team have got to turn up, haven't they? Really, it's as simple as that. Yeah, they have got to turn up and, uh, you know, and like I say, there's no excuses. You go to the new camp, we're expected to get beat. Um, we are. Um, so anything there is a plus. Um, let's hope we can put in a performance and by some miracle something happens for us. It's happened before. Who knows? And, uh, you know, in football, you never write off anyone. Anything can happen. But we are seriously the underdog. You know, you don't go to the new camp expecting to win. But we go to, we go to Leicester then after that thinking, well, this is our last chance of a trophy. Mm. If indeed that is the case, then it goes as expected to plan, or most people's plans. Um, the next, the next couple of games, uh, you know, it, it is crucial. I mean, some people are going to argue our top four finish is more crucial. So, 
It's what you want out your season. It's what you want. Do you want to go to the FA Cup final? What's more crucial? As you've already said, every game's crucial. Um, yes, we want to go to the Cup final. Two more games to play at Wembley. Uh, we are at Wembley, or one to Wembley, and, and, and so on. Um, we've got a real good chance. Manchester City out of this. Um, and the next set of clubs, and I'll include us in it, um, are all in the mix to see who's really second best. It doesn't really matter who finishes runners-up or who finishes sixth, but it does to the, the fifth and sixth place teams. But from what I've seen of the season so far, OK, Tottenham and Liverpool are finishing the stronger, it appears at the moment, which can change. But I think the next five are all on their day capable of beating each other. And uh, we've got as good a chance as anyone. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. I mean, talking about Barcelona, because we should really, you know, cast an eye, eye towards that as well, because obviously that'll be played out before you and I speak again next Thursday. Um, it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. In fact, I don't think we've ever overturned. I mean, every time we have gone through against them when the away leg's been over there, uh, you know, we've we've always, I think, been ahead. I mean, I know we lost when we were 3-1 up, but... Uh, We've not done it before, so it is going to be really, really tough. Um, but I still think we can do it, Kerry. I really do. I mean, they they don't look the same <laughs> Barcelona team that we used to play going back a while. You know, they've they've lost, they have got older. They've lost a bit of pace, and I do feel you can get at them. Um, but of course, as always, it's can we shut them out as well? Which I think is going to give you know Conte another tactical dilemma. You know, will he do what he tried to do at Stamford Bridge? I, I, I have a suspicion that he probably will, actually. But, but what do you think? Yes, I tend to agree with you. Um, mm. I, I don't. You know, you play with the players at your disposal and hope they produce, you know, world class performances in games like this. It's possible. Anything's possible. Um, yeah. You never know on the day. You never know. A referee and performance are sending off a penalty or a poor decision. Anything could happen. You know, um, worldy goals, great players performing. Who knows? I've said it before, it can happen. Um, we're not expected to win. You've said for all the reasons, uh, but it can happen. And that's what most Chelsea fans will be going there and those sitting at home watching it on TV and those not doing either will still hope that they can, uh, by hook or crook, get through the tie and, uh, and come out victorious. But, you know, the reality is uh, it's not going to be that way. Uh, we had a good opportunity at home. Uh, the late goal effectively killed us to a degree. Um, but... I'm like you, you're an optimist and we're an optimist and, you know, football's a, a strange game. Everyone expected Spurs to go through and Juventus pulled out a 2-1 victory away from home after drawing and looking the second best team both, at, well, at home and certainly the first half at Wembley. So it can be done and uh, we've still got a bit of hope. Well, and we've done it before. I mean, you know, and the last time last time we were out there, we did it before uh, and uh, I, I really don't see any reason why we can't I really don't I think that they are you know look we've got to score goals against them simple as that but I think that we can I don't think they're impregnable defensively and I think that we're capable of scoring goals so we shall see I think you, you mentioned the referee actually and I think that's absolutely crucial and it often is in these European games as we've seen before so uh, hopefully he won't play a, a part in the game which you know which which doesn't help us I mean as I said last time we went out there of course John Terry was sent off so we don't need any of that either, but of course you can't, you know, there's there's no way we can predict what might happen with him, but one hopes we'll have a decent referee. Yep, certainly the case, and uh, I'm sure you, you, you tend to see that the best referees in the world, or certainly in Europe, uh, are refereeing in these games, and, uh, you know, uh, I fully expect, uh, I don't know who it is, I don't know when they're appointed, it might be already appointed, I'm not sure, but nevertheless, um, I'm sure, and I, like you, hope that uh, sending off Stoke Mar 
what should mm. be a, a, an excellent occasion and uh, hopefully uh, the best team will win if indeed that be the case uh, but I hope we put in a performance and I'm sure we will Well I, I seem to remember some weird stat that says that Barcelona have only ever beaten us when we've been down to 10 men they've, no, they've never actually beaten us when we've still got 11 men on the pitch so in a sense that kind of tells you what, what how important the referees are well look either way let's hope we do all right and uh, you and i i mean you know we'll be convening again next thursday and we'll be that'll be fresh in our minds hopefully we'll uh, we'll have something to celebrate um before that uh, one of i've got a couple of uh, bits of pluggery to do as they say um because before the palace match on saturday uh, of course it's the 10th of march which is the 113th anniversary of the founding of chelsea football club and to mark the occasion the Chelsea Supporters Trust has organised a guided tour of Chelsea FC-related graves with club historian Rick Glanville, uh, and then followed by a wreath laying at the Mears Family Memorial. Easy for me to say. Um, and if anybody wants to pop along to that, it's uh, you know you're all welcome. Um, if you're not a member, we can sign you up on the day. Uh, but you need to meet at the visitors centre at 12:15, which is located near the West Brompton Station end of the cemetery. And uh, before all of that, uh, I, I kind of whispered this to Kerry the other day, actually, but uh, Chelsea Fancast is uh, debuting uh, on Love Sport Radio tonight, which is a new uh, London-based uh, sports radio station, and we've got a slot every Friday for two hours between 7 and 9 o'clock. So it'll be a whole new edition of the Chelsea Fancast. Uh, tonight there'll be me and Jonathan and Mark Worrell, uh, and we'll be uh, talking to Aaron Paul, who hosts it. Uh, the best thing about this particular show, unlike the other ones that we do, is that you can actually phone in and join in the conversation and have a debate with us live. And the number to call is 0207 702 0558, although it might be 0208 702 0558. I should check that. Don't worry, I'll put it up on Twitter today. Um, but anyway, the best thing to do is to just check them out on their website, which is uh, lovesportradio.com. And you can uh, find them on 558am or on uh, the DAB digital digital channels. And uh, as I said, you can find it on their website and then download all sorts of apps. So we'll be back on air, or me, Marco and Jonathan will be, at 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, we'll, try, we'll try and get you on the phone sometime, Kerry. Are you up for that? Well, you never know. Uh, I wish you and the lads uh, good luck for tonight <laughs> and uh, good luck for the future on that show. And uh, well, thanks, hopefully Kerry. it'll be a resounding success. Well, let's hope so. I mean, th- thankfully, they, apparently they've told me that they've got what they call a dump button, which means if, if we if we say anything untoward, they can dump it. Uh, let's hope they won't need it. The good job is they're doing it before the game, so we won't have too much to be cross about. But uh, now it should be a giggle. But uh, we've got all sorts of uh, interesting things. As I said, we've got people phoning up, and uh, I'll be doing interviews with people down the phone as well. So, you know, maybe maybe we'll try and get you on before the end of the season. It's always lovely to talk to you, as it has been today. Um, enjoy your weekend. I know that you'll be there, so en- enjoy the game. And uh, you and I will will talk again next Thursday. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to it already. Thanks a lot, as always, mate. Cheers, mate, and good luck for you, all your, for everything you're uh, participating in this weekend. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 